Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio, it's time for the GNFCC 400 Insider. Connect, build, and grow with the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce. Hello and welcome to the GNFCC 400 Insider, the monthly radio show and podcast presented by the Greater North Fulton Chamber. I'm Callie Boatwright, President and CEO of the Chamber, and today we are discussing the latest updates, plans, and progress in Fulton County Schools. I'm very excited to introduce our guest today, Dr. Mike Looney, Superintendent of Fulton County Schools. Um, Welcome, Dr. Looney. Thank you. It's so good to join you today. I look forward to our conversation. Well, we um, are just thrilled to have you on, and I know you've had a, a busy year, and and even even since before that, um, I do want to just do a quick little introduction. Um, Dr. Looney joined Fulton County Schools after he served as superintendent of Williamson County Schools in Tennessee, where he was named the 2015 Superintendent of the Year by Tennessee Organization of School Superintendents, which is incredible because um, having been to Franklin, Tennessee and Williamson County, I know that the school system there is just exceptional and um, really U.S. renowned. I mean, there were so many good things that we heard about Franklin schools. So congratulations on that great honor. Uh, Dr. Looney also served as superintendent prior to that of the Butler County School District in Alabama, and under his leadership, that school district realized significant student achievement gains, improved graduation rate, and established the district's first magnet school, and in recognition of his work there, he was also selected as Greenville, Alabama's Citizen of the Year in 2008. So, Dr. Looney, I see that you're making friends wherever you go, and I have just been um, a raving fan since you got here. You have a a big job, and um, knowing that you've uh, spent quite the career in public education from from teacher to principal, I know you're well-suited for this. Um, I would love to just get right into the questions to have you maybe expound a little bit about your background and what led to this great position with Fulton County. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Um, I was honestly led to Fulton County Schools as a result of finding out about a vacancy and talking to the school board members during the interview process about the vision and mission of this district. Uh, This school board has just been very resolute in its mission to put students first. And as an educator and and someone that has dedicated uh, himself to a life of service, whether it was in the Marine Corps or or now as as an educator, I just value serving people. And so the prospect of me serving a very large, dynamic, diverse community uh, right here in Georgia um, is is something that really appealed to me. I I really interacted well with the school board with much of their philosophy. We hit it off. We spent about eight hours in an interview process with very few uh, short breaks. And I walked away from from that interview process. Seems like a lifetime ago now because of COVID but I'm more excited about education and the future of public education than I had been in quite some time. It's an honor to be serving here in Fulton County Schools and every day is is, uh, filled with intrigue and excitement and challenge. Absolutely. Well, and many people may not realize Fulton County Schools is actually the fourth largest school system in Georgia with 14,000 full and part-time employees. So it's not a small task um, and although we think of students, right, we know that you have more than 90,000 students 
um, 59 elementary schools, 19 middle schools, 18 high schools, and 10 charter organizations. But we forget, those of us who have businesses and run businesses, that you've got a a whole lot of teachers doing the teaching out there, too, as well as the support staff with 14,000 employees. Um, And we know what a challenging year it's been for uh, both teachers and those students. Um, And you've been doing a lot of work with making sure that that we keep the uh, learning going and that we're gaining all the ground that we can. Can you maybe tell us a little bit about the feedback that you received from your survey results? Yeah. So it's been, honestly, it's been mixed. Um, Some of our students have thrived in a virtual environment. They have additional support and attention at home, which is always a good thing. And, you know, they've been quite satisfied and they're doing well academically. Uh, We have, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, we have students that have, for the most part, completely disengaged in what we've been doing remotely. And uh, despite our best efforts of reaching out to them, making, you know, home visits, making sure they have technology devices and hotspots, um, they just don't have the supervision sometimes they need and, and the motivation to independently learn. And, and so for those students, it's been a struggle. And then we have the students all along the spectrum in between those two opposing, uh, you know, places. And so, on the whole, our, I would say that our students have learned uh, since the pandemic began. They just haven't learned at the same rate that they otherwise would have been learning had COVID not hit. My only hope and prayer is, is that we have positioned Fulton County students at least as well, or if not better, than uh, you know other districts similarly situated that, to, to us. Um, I, I recognize that you know it's been a start and stop type of school year. Uh, you know, as a result of COVID and, and quarantining and, and all that sort of thing. I do think that we're, you know, seeing light at the end of the tunnel now that teachers have had their first vaccination and they'll be getting their second vaccination uh, the week after spring break. And now, the, as you know, uh, Pfizer just has announced that uh, the vaccine was 100% effective or is 100% effective for uh, uh, children 12 and older, which to me is an, another indication of, of hope. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I just can't wait for us to return to business as usual, where we have Friday night football games and, and spelling bees and, and teachers and students in classrooms uh, hustling and bustling. Agreed. Uh, I think all of us feel the same way. Maybe talk to us a little bit about um, vaccinating teachers. You had an incredibly protective, productive week last week at Mercedes-Benz. And, of course, as you mentioned, we'll be completing that right after spring break. Um, and again, that's a that's a big job. That is that's an enormous number of people. Um, how do you think that that vaccine will change what is projected for the end of this school year and maybe the beginning of next? Well, I'll first say that um, our folks have worked just tirelessly to stand up a vaccination process for Fulton County Schools teachers. Um, we were uncertain about you know what resources would be available and who could support the vaccination effort. And because we want to return the face-to-face instruction for all of our students as soon as possible, we felt it imperative to do the vaccination process on our own with the support of Fulton County Board of Health. And, and that has gone exceptionally well. I'm just so proud. In fact, I'll tell you, last weekend, we actually had had uh, finished our vaccination process and then helped Atlanta Public Schools and some other entities get their employees vaccinated because we were just uh, you know, we, we, we had it going on that day. And so um, you know, what does that mean? It means that we're going to return to face-to-face instruction with fewer interruptions. One of the challenges that we have faced this year 
has not only been, you know, people being exposed or even getting COVID, but it's been the quarantining process and then backfilling our teachers with, with substitute teachers who in and of themselves had fears and concerns uh, about being in an environment that wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't able, we weren't able to provide all of the, you know, six feet separation of, of everybody all the time. And so uh, we, we are anticipating a return to face-to-face instruction for everybody um, this fall. That's wonderful. Um, and I know that you uh, personally were part of, of that process and encouraging right. the teachers. Um, my husband, who's a teacher uh, himself, was excited to be able to, you were announcing the names and shaking hands. And I just think that's phenomenal to have the leader really leading, right? So you were right there and congratulating the teachers for making great decisions. So I, I certainly appreciate that. And Ironically, that's been what I've known of you since you arrived here. You've gotten involved with the communities um, and have really been boots on the ground, so to speak. Um, maybe that comes from your time as a Marine. I want to thank you for your service. Um, Dr. Looney is a military veteran. Um, as he mentioned, uh, he did serve in the Marines uh, before he was honorably dis- discharged with the service-related industry. You know, that's an interesting background to have. And I know you've got a great story about how sort of you got into education. I would love it if you would share it with our listeners. I think it's worth all the time. Well, um, I think we all have, you know, interesting stories from from how how we became who we are. In my case, I, I came from a, you know, a very um, tumultuous um, home where there was a lot of conflict and, and violence and abuse. And so um, I actually ran away from home as a youth and, and ended up um, getting my GED and joining the Marine Corps. The Marine Corps was kind of my saving grace. Um, and once again, I think there's just something innate about me where I wanted to serve people. And the thought of serving my country appealed to me greatly. Um, I loved every single day of the Marine Corps, ended up getting injured and and then used the GI Bill to complete my degrees um, after I had been retired uh, from the military. And um, I, I actually worked in private industry for a number of years. It was less fulfilling to me. Uh, you know, it was um, it was it, service and and, you know, profit. Those are two different things. It's, and sometimes they they are they run in opposite directions. And so I was working on my MBA at the time, actually, and um, I knew a school principal who needed a substitute teacher at about the same time that I stopped working for an employer uh, when the organization changed ownership and decided to become a substitute teacher during the day while I was working on my MBA. And um, lo and behold, I loved it. The kids seemed to be attracted to my, I guess, my military stories and my unique background. And I thought I could make a difference. And so the rest is history. Well, and I think your your history has been exceptional. Um, I know in just spending some time looking at your background and um, and what you've done while you were principal, um, your, your high school is recognized for closing the achievement gap for underprivileged and minority students. Your school is highlighted um, and was named a national title one distinguished school. So I, I, think there are so many more things that you have been, you know, part of all through your career that have kind of led you uh, then to become superintendent, of course, to, for, for numerous systems. And we're just glad that you're here. Um, so let's come back to the school year this year with the, the 2020-21 school year. Obviously, it's it has been challenging. Um, certainly all of us, it's been challenging for all of us in business, in school. I, I can't even imagine. Um 
what maybe are some positive takeaways? What are some things that have really been, you know, we talk about the the gain in technology and the way that our lives have shifted. What would you consider some of those those positive things or positive stories? Well, first and foremost, I would say our students have demonstrated tremendous resiliency. Um, You know, it's almost as if they haven't, you know, missed a beat. Um, They're, you know, they're still kids. They still hunger for the same things. And when I'm able to jump onto a team's classroom assignment, the students and teachers are interacting with one another. It's just, um, it's just very rewarding and affirming that our, that our children are really resilient and can continue to march on despite the challenges that we've faced. Secondly, I would say that our teachers and and team members in the district um, have been um, flexible and have maintained, uh, you know, good attitude and positive and really been quick um, to pivot back and forth between face-to-face and remote learning as needs arose. And so, you know, that, that adeptness uh, and ability to pivot quickly has, has just been very remarkable. Um, you know, from, from the broader district's perspective, you know, trials and tribulations uh, create an opportunity to build synergy and family and teamwork, esprit de corps, we call it in the Marine Corps. And so I, I, I'm proud of how Fulton County Schools on the whole has managed itself through the process. We've done things that have gone well. We've done things that we needed to learn from and do better in the future. But it certainly has been a learning experience. With all that, though, I would say we have not lost our North Star. Our North Star is how do we help students become successful during school and prepared to be successful after school. And so all of the decisions we've made, including pivoting back and forth between remote and face-to-face, have been with an eye, with a lens on how do we support the students that we're privileged with serving. And, And I will say our board has has been steadfast in giving me the runway and the, uh, the leeway to, to make some critical and tough decisions that haven't always been popular, but at the end of the day uh, have proven to be fairly successful. Well, and you have a very supportive board of directors that, you know, board of education that works with you. And so that's, that's a positive thing too. Now you had a lot of corporate partners who came in and, and um, provided assistance to communities to be able to move in some internet and, and all kinds of things. Can you maybe talk about some of those? I will tell you, we have had so many, so many partners step up, uh, you know, community organizations, chambers, uh, you name it. We've had a little bit of corporate partners providing hotspots, providing meals to students in need, you know, helping with volunteer work. Um, it, it, once again, you know, I'm reminded of uh, I, I look at COVID as any other national, you know, tragedy such as a hurricane, and and people are once again are eager to help, and it has demonstrated um, the best in humanity here in Fulton County Schools how people have pivoted in, pivoted and worked. We had moms and grandparents and and people not even associated with the school district so in mass very in the early days last March it seems like forever ago, but when the pandemic first hit and, and Fulton County Schools became the first district to pivot. Uh, to remote learning. So it, it has been all hands on deck and anybody looking from the outside of, of, of you know, the boundaries of Fulton County, I, I'm sure is, is looking at it with amazement at how we have all come together and, and focused on what's important. And I think the, um, 
that you've got a plan for summer. I know I pr- probably coming up for, for several summers. Um, maybe talk a little bit about your plan because um, I, I, I think that you refer to it not as learning loss, but as some, some stagnation, as you mentioned. Um, and so what that looks like for, for this summer and maybe how many students you feel are, are going to be part of that process. Well, we're currently uh, enrolling students for our summer focus program. And summer focus is for students that need some remediation support. In other words, catch up a little bit. And for those students that are looking to accelerate a little bit. So we're offering a little bit of everything for our students. Um, we, are, we are hopefully going to have somewhere in close to the 30,000 student range, which is about a third of our student population. Um, and in the elementary grades, we're obviously going to be focusing on reading, writing, and math. Uh, making sure that we've got those foundational skills in place. In middle schools, because we all go through that little quirky, you know, couple of years there, our experience is going to be more camp-like, more fun, more activities, but still rooted in, in uh, you know, English and, and math and science. And so uh, we'll be doing that. And then, of course, at high school, our focus is really uh, intent on making sure that students are positioned to walk across the high school stage on time with the credits they need and with the skills they need to be successful. So we're going to be offering course recovery, uh, extensive tutoring this summer. It's going to be a hands on, all hands on deck this summer. And, you know, our plan is a multi-year plan. We plan on doing that this summer. Next summer, we will repeat a version of that. So it'll be focus two. And then the following summer, it will be focus three. We are anticipating that for some of our students, not all, but for some of our students, it's going to take about three summers of work uh, to get caught back up where they would otherwise have been had COVID not happened. Well, and, and any parent will tell you every student's different, right? Every child's different. Um, so you certainly, I'm sure, have have seen much of that. And um, your even your comment about middle school gave me the the shakes. I I don't think any adult had a great time in middle school. So, um, so I, I can certainly appreciate that comment. Um, so let's talk a little bit about those high school students. We want them to graduate and you guys are rolling out an incredible finish strong campaign um, to be able to encourage those high school seniors to stay engaged through the end of the year, which I imagine is, is difficult. I mean, high school seniors notoriously are, are great at sort of um, coming back from spring break and really not caring. So um, with all of this going on, I can only imagine that's exacerbated. Can you tell us a little bit about the Finish Strong campaign and how we can be a part of that? Sure. Well, help us spread the word. Um, so hashtag Finish Strong is, our, is the district's focused effort on helping students realize the importance of finishing strong, in in other words, finishing so they can walk across the stage. And we are going to have traditional high school graduations this year, although there might be a few safety uh, procedures in place. The the conundrum that we're facing right now is we have a significant number of students that have gone to work during the the remote learning, you know, the support their families, mom and dad may have been let off. And so they're working and they're earning an income and they're trying to go to school at the same time. For some of our students, they've, they've, they've acquired really good jobs. And they don't see the connection. Or they don't see the reason to finish high school because they're going to do that same work after high school graduation. At least that's their perception now, right? And so while we realize that, we also want to make sure that, that they understand that a decision that you make now will impact later choices in life. And having that high school diploma is imperative 
you know, for future success. And so we're trying to have engagements with students and families by making personal contact and connections um, to talk about the importance of actually walking across the stage with your high school diploma in hand. Um, we, you know, it has been it has been easy in some respects for students to to find other productive things to do out of frustration and, and quite frankly because schools had to be closed here and there because of you no know, quarantines. Yeah, and and you mentioned obviously um, some parents have have lost jobs, and so they're they're trying to help their family, which certainly we can respect. Um, but as business leaders, we want students to all get high school diplomas. We want them to be able to think more, um, I guess, strategically and less tactically. They're focused on the now, and and that's understandable. So trying to find those ways to to keep them engaged are going to be going to be very very important. Uh, Dr. Looney, I want to give you an opportunity here at the end of our conversation just to share any um, great stories that you've you've heard from your students or from your teachers, things that, you know, maybe the news doesn't report as much um, of that type of thing. Um, and I think it's a great opportunity to, to get the good news out because I know what a great job your teachers have been doing with those students. Well, I, have, I am blessed with um, having a, a- teacher leadership council that I meet with on a regular basis. In fact, I meet with them this afternoon. And then I have a student advisory council as well. And um, their collaborative spirit and sharing of best practices and challenges during COVID has, uh, I get goosebumps when I think about it. Um, you know, their willingness to, to share their strengths and their weaknesses uh, collectively is what makes community special. It's the glue that ties us all together. And there are so many examples and exemplars of people doing that. One of the things that we're focusing on right now is, you know, we are um, in the budgeting process, obviously, and our state revenues are declining. And so what that really means is that we have to use more local revenues. Uh, And so we're trying to make sure that every dollar that we use of taxpayers' money is used in the most effective and efficient way possible. And so, um, you know, our students are, are... and our teachers are thinking out of the box as well. In fact, uh, it's funny that we're doing this podcast because those, the student leader group that I meet with regularly, they have decided to do a podcast as well, focused on the social emotional health of their peers. And so um, they asked me for some equipment and, and they have just taken the ball and run with it. And I believe it's the first Monday after spring break ends when their first podcast takes place. And um it's, I, I'm just, I just know it's going to be world-class. It really goes back to your comment about um, the number one outcome, uh, positive outcome is resiliency, right? Oh. So they've turned this uh, challenge into something that, that can be beneficial for all. I really think that's great um, and good for them. So a uh, little more information about how we can find you, um, those schools, or excuse me, Fulton County website, social media, where can we find all the great information about what you and your team are doing? Well, a couple of places. First, obviously, um, our website, www.fcfoldingcountyschools.org. Um, we actually have some newsletters that we publish on that website regularly. You can sign up to get information from there. Uh, we are on Facebook with Fulton County Schools. The same is true of Twitter. I am on Twitter as well, Looney. Um, and then we have, you know, our school board members have regular community meetings to engage the public 
All of our school board meetings are open to the public. Uh, uh, we live stream the official meetings of the school board. Um, and then finally, I would say, you know, reach into the school, reach, uh, contact your neighborhood school and ask the school administrator about, you know, how can, how can you help? What, what can you do to support? And if you happen to be an employer and you're employing a high school soon to be graduate, please, 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 uh, find ways to mentor them and, and to talk to them about the importance of, of, you know, working hard this next couple of months so that they can walk across the stage with pride. Yeah, graduate, graduate strong, finish strong. I think that's a, an incredible message and, and one that will serve them well later into life. It may not seem as important now, but it certainly will be later. Uh, Dr. Looney, thank you so much for joining us today. And my compliments to your team, um, your communications during this entire um, last gosh, 12 months now, um, has been great. And it's allowed the business community to really rally and support and be there for you all. But also the fact that you all have been very transparent and um, candid with us is, is so appreciated. I want to thank you and your team um, from the bottom of the chamber's heart, of course. Thank you for joining me as your, as a guest today. I also want to thank, of course, all of our listeners for joining us on the GNFCC 400 Insider presented by the Greater North Fulton Chamber. To listen to this show again or to hear any of our previous episodes, please visit GNFCC400insider.com. And to find out more about the Greater North Fulton Chamber events and programs, you can always visit GNFCC.com. Until next time, I'm Callie Boatwright, and this has been the GNFCC 400 Insider on Business Radio X. 